Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, Episode 14. Hello and welcome to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We put this show together to inspire you and help you break through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. My name is Rob Brake and here with me as always again is Sandy McKay. How's it going Sandy? Awesome Rob, glad to be here again and uh, ready to roll. It's going to be a great episode. Yes, definitely. So, uh, as always, I want to recommend that everyone goes and grabs their free copy of the 7 Freedom Activators that you can trigger in your property starting right now. It's a free report available over on BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca. Yeah, and all you got to do is go over to that website, pick up a free copy today, and if you'd like to learn more about us, uh, you can also learn more on the, on the website there. We've got some articles, blog posts, bios. And, uh, and every episode that we've done so far. So go check it out there. It's BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca. Yeah, we've got all kinds of interesting things there. So definitely check that out. And go to iTunes and rate or review the show if you enjoy it. Let us know about it and let others know what we're all about. It helps us get the show out there to as many people as possible. So thank you to all of you who have done that. You have our gratitude. Yeah, forever grateful for that for sure. So Rob and I do a lot of learning by audio and let's face it, it's just a whole lot easier to take an audio recording than to find time to sit down and actually read a whole book or even just part of a book yourself. Uh, What do you think about that, Rob? Oh, I definitely agree with that. I do a lot of my learning that way. I'm out driving around most of the time, so that's definitely the best way for me to take in any kind of education. Yeah, and listening to podcasts like like this one and other seminars or downloads is a really powerful tool to make use of your time and just learn. And, and both of us are, are really trying to take advantage of that as much as we can. And we've both decided to become members of uh, Audible. And yeah, the library of educational material over there is just pretty incredible. And we've really taken advantage of it. We like the service so much that we've decided to become affiliates of it. So when you sign up through our link at BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca slash Audible Free Trial, you will be able to get one month free. So that's a total, totally free month uh, worth of Audible. And what you're going to get with that is actually a free audiobook that you can keep forever whether you stay on as a member after that first month or if you cancel. And after that, it's just a low monthly fee, less than 20 bucks a month, and you get one credit to choose from pretty much any audiobook that they have to offer there. And I wanted to just mention one thing here because I had somebody ask me after they had signed up for their free trial, they were having a hard time um, actually accessing the book to listen to it. So when you go to the website and sign up, that's all fine and good, but after that, whatever device you're using, you're going to need to download the app, or you're going to need to have internet access to go to the website and listen to it through there. But if you have your app, and once it's downloaded, it should be there whenever you want to listen to it. Yeah, and it's all, I mean, they have like every book you could think of pretty much, don't they? 
as as far as I can think of. I mean, everyone I've looked for, at least to listen to, has been there. So it's really cool. You know, you can go through a buck a week easily. So I, I think it's a really cool service. These guys definitely offer a great service. I mean, anything real estate related, anything business related, they've just got a ton of awesome material there. Yeah, so again, that's breakthroughreipodcast.ca slash audible free trial. And go grab yourself a free month today. Okay, so you and I just closed on a, a deal that we're doing together a few days late. This is a bank, was a bank-owned property that we picked up to do a buy, fix, refi, and rent deal on. And yeah, they kind of set our plans back a couple of days by the bank not being ready to close on time. Supposed to close last Monday, but ended up closing on Friday. The result was we ended up having to call all of our contractors and reschedule everything, call all the other services that we had coming in, which was the furnace, the heating and cooling company, and the water, which actually was turned off by the bank as well, out at the street. We had to have them come back in and turn it on. And I didn't want to do that when we weren't there, so I figured we'd better reschedule that as well plus we had the garbage bin delivery happening that day as well so all of those things got pushed back and that can really be a big hassle when things don't go according to plan i mean a lot of the education that i've gotten says have everything ready get it in the driveway the morning that you close and so that was what i did but it's tough call because in a way that was a little bit of a detriment this time and it's a good uh, lesson learned that, that banks are able to do that really without any... Any repercussions. Yeah, there's no repercussion. Like, we couldn't do anything about it, right? So, really, they could have done up to 90 days if they wanted to, which I think is a bit absurd, but but uh, that's in pretty much every bank-owned property agreement that they do. So, just something to be aware of, I suppose, going forward, is that there's always that possibility, particularly with the power of sales, that they could do that. Yeah, because after we found out that they weren't going to close on the date that the bank actually chose as a closing date, you went through the Schedule A and it says something about them. They can push back the close for up to 90 days with no penalties. Yeah, and for pretty much any reason they they choose (laughs) anything. And there's a lot of little clauses in there, but of course everything is uh, in the favor of the bank and... You know, it's something uh, that we worked out. It's a challenge, right? Work through it and uh, and keep going. Well, my question is, what if we were wanting to move into the property? It'd be a whole different story. Well, yeah, it would be hugely impactful, right? If we were sitting there, because they let us know, what, 2.30, 3 o'clock on the day of closing? Actually, it was 5.30. Yeah, closer to, yeah you're right. It was closer it to was, It was 5.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. On the, clo- on the day we were supposed to close, yeah. Yeah, so imagine, right, if we're sitting there with the truck of our, like, everything we own, ready to move in. Right. What would have happened? Like, I, I don't even know. I really don't know. But now everything is, everything is recovered, so they took an extra four days, and now we've gotten in there, the crews have started their work, and everything's going according to plan now, running along like a little machine. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So we'll probably show some uh, photos and stuff of it as we go, right? On the website and we'll share some before and after shots and just let everyone know how it goes as we move along. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't think that... I, I shot a whole video, but I don't think that I'm going to have that ready to go 
for this episode coming out now. So we'll have to put that up on the next one. But yeah, we can definitely throw some pictures up there. People would like to see that, I think. Yeah, yeah. So Rob, we were talking about this tip here for our listeners the other day. I think it's a really good one about how to use the tax assessment role lookup to basically target properties to to buy or to, to drop letters off or whatever you want to do, right? So I think we should talk a bit about it. Yeah. Well, over the past little while, I've realized that the tax assessment role lookup is a very powerful marketing tool when you're trying to find private deals. And this isn't something that every city or town has available to it, but GTA, pretty much anywhere in the GTA, you can get this information. And as well as Oshawa, where I do all of my investing. So if you're like me and you enjoy driving for dollars, And by that, I mean you just drive around looking for potential deals in houses in great neighborhoods that maybe aren't kept up to the same standard as all of the houses that are surrounding that certain property. Maybe the shingles need replacing. Perhaps the grass is really tall with the weeds taking over. There might be garbage piled up outside the house. Old windows, rusty cars in the driveway, a vacant house. There's a lot of ways to identify potential deals. But what do you do after that? Do you knock on the door? You could, but it might be a rental. The owner could live somewhere else. Or they might just be very unfriendly to (laughs) someone banging on the door and asking them if they want to sell the house. Or they might be very unfriendly to your idea of why their place was such a target for you as a so-called deal. So a better alternative may be to send them a letter that just says that you're interested in purchasing their house. You never know. It may be just the thing that they've been waiting for or looking for because a lot of people in a distressed situation don't know what to do. They don't want to list the house because they don't want people walking through Uh, scrutinizing maybe the mess or all of the repairs that need to be done. That can be embarrassing for some people. So then how do you know whose name to put on your letter and what address to send it to? Well, that's the big thing, right? Because if it's a rental especially, well, there's almost a guarantee that it's not going to get to the owner most likely. Yeah, exactly. If you just drop it in the mailbox, it could be a tenant. They might just throw it in the garbage. They're not going to give it to their landlord. They don't want somebody else taking over the place and they don't want to move, possibly, right? So you want to make sure that you get that letter into the hands of the person with the decision-making power about the house. There's a really great tool that you can use for free in a lot of different cities. And Oshawa is one of them. I know GTA, you can do this. And you just go in, sit down at the kiosk, and if you enter the address in the tax assessment roll lookup, what you're going to come up with is the mailing address, first of all, the full legal name of the owner of the property, the mailing address of the owner of the property, and the tax assessed value of the property. And the mailing address, that's the key one. That's the key one. So you know, at least you'll know if, if they live in the property, then that's great. You can still send it. That's fine. But... If they don't live there, you know, it's a rental and possibly something that maybe they're not all that interested in keeping up. You thought that there was a reason to send a letter to that house. So that landlord's maybe just tired of dealing with it or he's got tenants in there that 
have lived there for who knows how long and maybe they're not taking care of things. That's a very powerful tool, just having the mailing address of the actual owner of the property. And now the the impact assessed value may not be something that you can really use to your advantage all that much. It does give you an idea of what kind of taxes that they're paying. And you can kind of assume that the property is worth about 15 to 20% more than the assessed value. Yeah, depending on the area and city and stuff, right? And you can find that, I mean, the mailing address is a bit tougher, but I mean, most realtors can give you the MPAC assessed value and all that anyways. The yeah, mailing sure. address though, I mean, some people don't want to bug the realtor too much with little things like that either. And of course, the mailing address, I mean, that's the real real key thing. But I guess the, one of the reasons why this is such a great thing to do is that if you do find somebody that wants to really has been wanting to sell their house but just didn't know what to do, those people are out there and you come across them and you're presenting them with a solution to a problem. And that can be really beneficial to both sides, especially when there's no realtors involved. And yeah, that helped us in this last deal basically too, Rob, right? I mean, that's kind of gave us a head start and we knew about this coming before, well, we think before anyone else knew. I, I did. I knew about it a couple of days before. When, well, I knew what the listing price is going to be and who the agent was a couple of days before it went on the market because I had been following it after I noticed it was vacant in the area that we like to be in, right? And that's going to be part of this episode too, right? How to identify a great deal. That's going to be one of the, well, not that specifically, but that's going to tie into that as one of our tips coming up in the show here, right? Knowing your area, knowing how to identify a great deal. And the one last thing you get with that lookup is the legal description of the property, which I mean, it is good because then you don't have to go bugging anybody else for it. You don't have to call your realtor and ask them, to find out what it is, it's it's right there for you. So that's good. And it comes in handy when you're filling out a purchase agreement for a private deal. Okay, so for this next segment of the show here, we've got a really cool and I think really valuable topic here. And it's the seven top tips on how to identify a great deal. And yeah, I think these are just crucial um, tips and strategies here on how to do this. We're going to go through it here, diving somewhat deep into them, but uh, uh, maybe it's a bit of an overview for a later episode to come, perhaps, where we really go into the details of them. You think we might do that later on, Rob? Well, that's definitely a good idea. I mean, I think that a lot of these things deserve more of an explanation than what we're going to give. Uh, you could dig deep into them. So tonight, we're just going to do a brief overview of each of them. Yeah. So, I mean, let's get into it. Let's start with number one here is the seller motivated. And so how do you tell if someone is motivated to sell the property? What does that person sound like? How are they different from somebody who maybe just has an interest in seeing? Like, uh, Let's use the example of uh, um, you're sending out letters, like I often do, to try to find people that are interested in selling their properties. And it takes me no longer than five seconds to determine whether this person wants to sell their property or if they need to sell their property. There's a big difference. So is the seller motivated? They've got to have a reason that they need out of it. And that doesn't necessarily mean that there's no deals out there where the person just wants to sell their place. And we've had plenty of those too. But 
somebody that needs help is immediately identifiable. Oh, you sense it like almost when they say hello, right? Sometimes. So these people are often the ones that are in a divorce situation. It could be an estate sale where there's money coming out of the trustee's pocket every month and they just want out of it. They want to get rid of it. It's causing them a headache or it could be somebody who's behind on their payments. They're underwater and they need out. They really desperately need out in that case. I mean, to, if someone's facing a power of sale in the near future, um, you know, that's a big thing that, that nobody wants on their record. And you, you have to help these people, really, if you can. And that's what you're going to do if you can put together a deal with it, right? Yeah. And these, like, there, there's probably a hundred other reasons why somebody might be in that situation. So what if uh, I called back on your letters and I said something like, hey, I got this letter here. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe selling in the next year or so. What, what kind of price are you going to offer me? You think that person sounds motivated? Well, they don't sound motivated. Let me give a little bit of a tip. Basically, what you want to ask these people when they call is, what's your situation? If they have a motivation to sell, they're going to tell you what it is. The next thing you want to do is ask them what they would like to have happen. These are the three questions, and I, and I got this from another podcast, but it's really valuable information. So number two, what would you like to have happen? And then just listen. And they'll tell you what they want. And you keep note. Make sure that you listen to what they're saying. Find out what they want. Because that can be really powerful and that can help you get the deal. And number three is, if we can put together a deal that's mutually beneficial to everyone, when would you like to close? And if they have motivation, they're going to blabber on and, and just give you everything right away, aren't they? Oh, Yeah. Anyone, anyone who's really interested in selling will tell you their life story. Yeah, because it's on the top of their mind. They're, they're desperately needing to get out. And they'll just, yeah, they'll give you everything. It's crazy to see how, it, once you know the difference, just how different they really are than someone just kind of thinking about it or, or just willing to sell for, you know, top dollar kind of thing. And you don't want to waste your time with those people, right? It's, it's, it's really important to identify these things quick because you could waste hours, days, even looking into a deal that's just not even close, right? Oh, yeah, you can. You can also find deals in properties that have been listed for a long time and and haven't sold for whatever reason. Yeah, for sure. And even on, uh, you, you can find a lot of those even on MLS too. There's a lot sitting out there even in, in my market here right now that I'm working with some people to throw in some lower offers on because they've been sitting there for like five, six months. And, you know, those people are starting to get more motivated. So once you find out whether or not there's motivation there, once you determine that there's motivation, what do you do then? Well, that would be number two, right? Look at comparable sales in the area. I think that's probably the next step to take. And any any decent realtor that knows investment uh, properties and knows what investors want and that are will be able to pull up some good comparables for you. Comparables being properties that have sold in the last probably in the last couple of years. And properties that have the same features. So it's really important that, that you make a note of that to look at properties only that are similar, similar style of properties, similar number of bathrooms, a similar number of bedrooms, if there's parking or, parking or no parking, finished basements or no finished basements, a same layout, you know, bungalow or two-story or two-and-a-half-story, whatever the case is, you want to make sure they're 
actually real comparables, not just comparable in the area. Just because a property is 100 meters down the road doesn't necessarily make it a good comparable. But you do want to make sure that your comparables are in the same type of area. You don't want anything uh, across a major intersection. There may be some houses that don't even look anything like the one that you're looking at. They could be million-dollar mansions across the street. So you got to stay in the same type of area that your property is in. Yeah, and you want to look at the condition too. Like if one place is you know under the remarks or something, you see sold as is condition compared to something saying well, just freshly renovated, all this and this and this about about the renovations and how new it is, well, those two properties aren't going to compare very well, right? It's all important and you really you really have to, uh, to keep an eye out for that and make sure they're real comparables and uh, use them to assess the property you're looking at. Okay, so we're moving on to number three now, which is th- what is the highest and best use of the property that you're looking at? So it may be a single family home right now, but what if you added a second suite? Would that increase the value of it? I think this is a really good one too, right? There could be a, a property with a fourplex on it that looks great and it might work with the numbers and everything, but you know, what if you could put eight units on that property, right? You want to at least be aware of that and, and see if that's possible. And You always want to be striving to make the best use of the land and knowing the highest and best use is, is critical for that. So let's use the place that we just closed on as uh, as an example. So that's a single family home right now, but we're adding a basement suite into the property. So we're taking something that fixed up is going to have an after repair value of somewhere around 260, 270 maybe. And with the added basement apartment, we're going to have an after repair value of roughly 290 to 300. Yeah, legal apartment. And that's critical. I mean, we wouldn't have bought it if that wasn't a possibility, right? So the next one here is number four. And we've already touched on this briefly, but become an area expert. So obviously when you're looking at comparables and trying to find out if a place is or a seller's motivated and all this, you want to know what kind of people you're dealing with. You want to know what kind of properties you're dealing with. And... That comes with being an area expert. You know, it's not enough to be an expert of, say, Oshawa or Hamilton or or Mississauga or Ottawa or Calgary or whatever the city or town you invest in. It's not enough to just be an expert of that that whole city. You want to block off certain neighborhoods where you literally know every street in that block and you know what homes they've been selling for, where the home prices are going, what kind of development's coming in. You want to really be a, a serious expert in a small area. And yeah, it's, that, that's really going to help you identify properties. It's going to help you identify the highest and best use of properties. And it, really, this is probably should be number one, I think, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be number one. I'd say that a lot of like, any one of these could be number one. Like for instance, the Oshawa property again that we just bought. Like, if you if we weren't area experts for that specific area, I mean, it would be a lot harder to identify that as a good deal, right? Well, you have to jump on deals like that when they come up. So if we didn't know the area, we didn't know what was going on, we didn't know market rents, we didn't know what the after repair value would be, 
We didn't know that we could add a second suite to that place. You have to know all this stuff. You have to be ready. So when that deal comes, you can say, yes, that's in my criteria. Boom, let's buy it. Let's put it in an offer. Yeah, and that's critical because especially, you know, every market's different. But right now, most places in the GTA are, are really hot sellers markets. I know Hamilton here is crazy right now. Oshawa's pretty much the same. A good deal that comes up, you have to act fast or you're not going to get it. Especially if it's a listed property, you're just there's no way you're gonna you're gonna have to act very fast, and you're gonna have to know what you're doing. Another couple little things there is what amenities are around the property, what kind of tenants are you gonna get in that area? Just be aware of all these things. And the maximum after repair value, like there's always a maximum right for each area. It's all part of being an area expert. So number five is the renovation costs. Does the price that they're asking for the property make sense for the level of rentals that are needed? So that's really important too. And that comes down to maybe not so much even experience, but more just a certain level of education. Uh, A lot of people don't realize that this is easier than you think it is. You just have to have a, a decent idea of what each of the elements that need repairs are going to cost. And you don't have to have experience to be able to figure this out. Of, of course, that helps. But you can always say, anyone can walk in and say, all right, the floors need to be redone or the roof needs to be reshingled. And of course, there are some things that take an eye to find, but... I think for the most part, a lot of people can just go in, see what needs to be done. It depends on what you're going to do with it, if you're going to resell it, if you're going to keep it and rent it out. There's different levels to renovate to, but it's just a system of going and trying to figure out what these renovations are going to cost. Yeah, and, and really having a, not, not necessarily having I just understanding what the big costly items are too is always crucial foundation windows roof electrical plumbing that group there is is something you want to watch out for those are the things that are going to really cost you the cosmetic stuff is you know it can be done cheaply or expensively but it's it's a lot easier to identify that those things than uh, than these major items i think we had a good episode on didn't we with frank janeski i mean people can go back and listen to that for a lot more uh, information on on that right Yeah, that was a really good episode. You know, that guy has helped me through a lot of tough times when I was starting. He has a lot of uh, good information. Guy's been doing this for a while, and that's what he does. So, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Everyone should go listen to that one. So, number six, another key tip on how to identify a great deal is knowing the strategy, knowing what strategy you are going to use and you might have a few strategies but just knowing what strategy you're going to use on that particular property or in that particular area is really crucial actually it's it's imperative that you have an idea of this uh, or else you're essentially going in blind because this is the kind of what the end result is going to be right when you know your strategy you know that you're going to either flip a property you're going to buy it uh, fix it up and refinance it and rent it perhaps you might just just straight up buy and hold you have to know what your end result is so if you're going to fix and flip you're looking for places that need work and if you're going to do a buy fix refi and rent 
then maybe a little bit less work. Or it depends on what you're, what level you're at. But uh, then with the buy and hold, if you're just doing a straight buy and hold, obviously you want to make sure that the property doesn't need any repairs. There's other ones, of course, if you're doing rent to owns. Anything you're doing, you're gonna. There's gonna be different criteria for what the property has to offer. Yeah. So number seven, this is the wrap up one, and and I think it's a pretty good way to end it. Is just great deals don't have to be home runs. You have to just take the jump, go in there, and overcome your fears. You you need to take action now. That's the only time you can do it is now, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And this is – honestly, all those first six are all great and crucial. But this is the one I think that most people need to hear is that they don't have to be home runs. You don't have to sit around and wait for three years to find that great deal. You're not going to learn. You're not going to improve your strategy. You're not going to create more wealth in your life without taking action and actually buying some properties. And it's just so important that people don't wait around and look for that home run because it might be three, five, ten years before you actually see one of those. It's way more important for you to hit a few singles or doubles and and just start you know moving and making some progress while you still wait for that home run. And hopefully by that point, you're more prepared and ready to take action on it because you've had some more, more experience. Yeah, stop sitting on the bench, everybody. So just to recap here, let's go through these top, top, these top seven tips again, Rob, uh, on how to identify a great deal. So number one was, is the seller motivated and you know how to identify their motivation? Number two, look at the comparables in the area. Make sure they're good comparables. You know, something I forgot to mention when we were actually talking about that is a good way to do this just initially before you get too far involved in it is just go on MLS and see what's listed in that area. Check it out from that before you start asking your uh, realtor for comparable sales. Just see what's for sale in that area and what they're asking for it. And that is a good way for you to become familiar with what the comparable sales actually are too. Yeah, yeah, great tip there. And It'll help us realtors uh, save our time for some other things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so number three was highest and best use. Know what the highest and best use is for that particular property or that particular area. And uh, and just so you can do that because really that's how you're going to get the most money out of your deals is by applying the, the strategies needed to get the highest and best use out of that property. It's all about adding value. Yeah. So number four, become an area expert. Absolutely crucial that you do this. And really, it's, I think, important that people focus on smaller areas as opposed to being an expert of, of Oshawa in like the whole city. Like It's too big. You, know? you want to focus on a few small areas, get to know them amazingly well. And yeah, it will really help you pick out deals super fast. Number five, renovation costs. Just basically have an idea of what the renovations are going to cost and specifically be able to point out uh, some of the major things there. Foundation work, windows, roofs, electrical, plumbing, HVAC perhaps. Furnace is a good thing to look at, just the age of the furnace. Usually they're only good for 15, 15, 20 years tops kind of thing. Number six, 
know the strategy that you're going to implement on that property. So ideally you want to have a one or two strategies in mind that you're going to use, but really you want to look at that on a property by property basis and, and know what the best strategy to use is on that particular property. Number seven, the final one is to just take action right away and don't sit around waiting for those home run deals because you might be waiting for a heck of a long time and you're not going to learn, you're not going to progress and move forward with your investment career if you're just sitting on the bench all day. Got to get out there, take a few hits, take a walk, hit a single, you know, make some moves and uh, and get in the game, really. Heck, you know what? Even strike out. Because yeah. think about it this way. I'm not saying you shouldn't invest uh, in your education, but what if you were to just go ahead, do one of these, instead of paying... A, Hey, I'm all for coaching courses. I'm I'm actually going through one right now, but you know, what if you were to go out there, purchase a property, and just go for it? I mean, even if you fail, that's how much does a course cost you? I mean, at the bottom end of the of the training courses of the real one on one courses, you're looking at probably around five grand and up from there. Yeah. So I mean. So what if you lose five grand on a deal? I mean, right, exactly. you're, you're probably learning almost as much, maybe even more. So yeah, just don't sit there. Just don't wait. Get out there and, and make some stuff happen. Yeah. So I hope you've all enjoyed that. The seven ways to identify a great deal. We appreciate everybody listening and have a great night. If you're interested in investment opportunities with us, go to BreakthroughREI.ca.